Mahomes at bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl 55. Hello and welcome back to the Bucks Banter Podcast. Or welcome if it is your first time joining us. I am your host, Colin Hallboom, joined by my co-host, Scott Capron and Bo Danyard. We've been off the air for a couple of weeks, um, you know. Buccaneers are done, so we won't be going as frequently, but we will continue going throughout the offseason as we have done for the last couple of years. Um, and and we haven't we haven't touched on the Tom Brady thing. So Tom Brady has retired. It's not super unexpected, but that's something obviously we've been talking about plenty leading up to it. So that decision has been made, and that is something we're gonna start the show off with tonight. We'll talk about the Bucks OC search. We'll catch up on some items related to the Buccaneers, and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna jump into a little bit of a impromptu Super Bowl preview see where we're sitting on that because it's Super Bowl week so how could we not um, and while you're here with us uh, just want to say thank you for joining us please make sure you check us out on YouTube uh, subscribe to the channel helps us out uh, rate and review if you're listening to the podcast through whatever streaming service you use uh, we are live we only go live there's no editing none of that fancy shit we give it to you raw and unfiltered here here at bucks banter um hope you boys are doing well tom brady retired it was a a far less dramatic Mm. uh presentation of his thoughts compared to previous years i thought he owned it really well i thought it was speaking of raw and unfiltered like it felt that way um and him just sitting on the beach and just kind of a little bit of self-deprecation referencing last year him unretiring and all that shit but um look like it looked to me like he'd been like sitting there on the beach watching the sunrise and was like yep i'm doing it like this is it i don't know but uh what were your guys thoughts initially when you heard the news that brady was done definitely funny that he's just like kind of solo single guy out there right like <laughs> anyone could have just walked yeah. by i get I'm, I'm sure that's probably like a private beach on his like actual property or something but it'd be funny if somebody was just walking by with their dog or something and being like oh what's, what, what's that guy doing is he just like filming a tiktok or what yeah um but uh, yeah, not shocking. Um, I think I alluded to it the last time we were here. Um, Brady retiring, probably the best thing the Bucks could hope for, really, from like a long-term team building standpoint. Obviously, kind of takes you out of the running of, depending on what you think of Kyle Trask or the other options that are out there, kind of takes you out of the running for the Super Bowl immediately. But um, from a team building standpoint, trying to get to a bottom out on in a year where um, there's some uncertainty around the coach, the coaching staff as well, too. So um, moving on, um, you kind of don't have to be as loyal to Bulls as you might have felt with Tom that being mm-hmm. there all year. So um, it's definitely interesting. Going to miss him. I, I had so much fun watching him on the Bucks in particular, but throughout his career, he's just been one of the best quarterbacks you could, has ever played the game. So, yeah. yeah. No, well said, Bo, and, you know, I – I agree with almost all of that, pretty much all of that, actually. It just from the actual video, you know, Colin, I got the same vibe. It almost looked like he went out early in the morning. He, he took a walk, took had a seat, and then just decided, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, you know, 99% sure that wasn't the case. I'm sure everything that he does is quite calculated and, um, and you know, uh, thought out, but that at least had the vibe of, no, I'm literally just, I've just made this decision and let's go with it. And it it must've felt right. And yeah, here we are, but honest, good for him. People getting the pot shots off, like, Oh, we've seen this before. Okay. Like clever. That's really smart. Like maybe we can just like allow one of the greatest football players of all time to, uh, to retire. And yeah. Okay. Last year was a little screwy, blah, blah, blah. But people also called out the fact that it was almost, that it was almost guaranteed not to be a full retirement last year, immediately after it happened. So if everyone can just chill on that, let the guy do his thing. That was my, that was my initial reaction anyway. Um, sorry, go sorry. Ahead. Can I jump in? Anybody else's wife immediately re- reacts and say, Oh, what about Giselle? Or say something about Giselle? Or like the mm-hmm. fact that he ripped his family apart for one 18 more weeks of football? Or yeah, that, just me. That might have uh, come up in our house. I, th- I think Kate still thinks that he's on the Patriots. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't care less. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know, for me, like, it's going to be, Bo, I hear what you're saying. It certainly accelerates the rebuild or whatever they're Mm -hmm. framing it as, reorganization. But for me, I wanted him back because it couldn't have been worse than this past year. That was just an utter disaster. Lots of factors, injuries, and and coaching malpractice to be the most notable. Um, But, you know, as a lifelong Bucks fan, I think it was 76 the franchise was the inaugural season. Um, They've had only 12 playoff appearances in almost 50 years or whatever those numbers are. Like, they're the lowest winning percentage in the history of the NFL, and I believe in all professional sports. So, for me, you know. I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah last i checked that was the case oh, that's that. a tough scene yeah so yeah it's been pretty nice to like turn on a bucks game every week and be like we're probably gonna win yeah and and honestly like three man, years. I, I can't believe how many bucks fans like i had a big piece i was working on all locked and loaded like about like uh you should want tom brady back because like so many bucks fans are forgetting this or they're new or something like oh god i'm yeah. like like don't i don't know just taking it, it for granted Dude, isn't that's such a good microcosm, like almost for life? That everyone forgets so quickly, eh? How quickly the tide turns, right? Grass is always like, greener. Yeah, Bucks fans, can't you just be ecstatic that he picked you and that the marriage worked out? And it, not only with a few successful seasons and some fun teams, but a, an actual fucking Super Bowl win. Like, just no, just remember the situation before. Like, Colin, it wasn't that long ago when. Over the Christmas holidays, we were watching the Deshaun Watson, Jameis Winston, Texans, Bucks game, right? In a yeah. pre, like that was not that long ago, a few Christmases ago. Tom Brady wasn't on the team then, right? Yeah. So, like, just know, just know that everyone's like, Tampa was lucky to have them. Uh, they maximized it despite that how shitty this season was. That that has no effect on whether or not it was worth it for Brady to come there. So. Yeah. And Scott, by the way, just to kind of touch on what you're saying about the retirement thing, like I also hate that, like in general, I don't care how um, much of a shell of their former selves a certain athlete is, which I don't think is even an issue for Brady. Like I said, yeah. I think there were other factors at play this year. Physically, he's fine. Mentally, he's fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. But with any player like who's debating retirement, I feel for them. I am empathetic yeah. for them. You have this incredible gift that you that has made you a, a, a somewhere to belong and somewhere to excel yeah. and be great I, I would imagine that is an inc- a torturous decision to have to make yeah and what you're, you're not allowed to change your fucking mind like i know people i know just because they mat like they matter enough that what they do actually affects people or that people actually have an opinion about it like shut like just shut up man it's, the re- oh, the- it's so frustrating the- the reason people can't relate to that is because they're used to jobs where they know they're just counting down the days to retirement because they don't love what they do yeah. These guys love what they do. That's what it means. They love it. Yeah. So hell yeah. Good on you. I, will, I do think some of the Giselle comments are at least a little bit warranted. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, uh, you know, if it was literally like retire yeah. or we get divorced or sorry, play or we get divorced and he plays for one more year. So four <laughs> months, like to me, that's more telling like he was kind of okay with the potential with the divorce with the divorce going through, right? I mean, yeah, there must have been other going on, yeah. But, so, I will say, just between playing one more year and divorcing your wife, <laughs> you know, I, I can accept a few jokes there. But just, like, calling them out on the retirement, like, shut up. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, it's so annoying. It's funnier every time. Every time I hear it out loud, I'm just like, Jesus. Yeah, It's like know. a crazy ultimatum. Yeah. <laughs> it really is between is. two of the most famous people on the planet like yeah. what like they're just in their and kitchen so publicly played out so publicly as well yeah. too couldn't have been more public basically yeah, yeah it's now, unbelievable we had talked offline i don't know if you guys followed through with your show prep on this one but uh to pick a favorite brady moment in tampa um i'm seeing a nod from one of you so i think mm-hmm. bo's always doing his homework so he, he found a way probably but um yeah Anyway, I'll start. I'll kick us off. Mm. Um, and to me, it's undoubtedly the NFC Championship game in 2020. I mean, it was technically 2021, but it was a 2020 season. Um, and th- that's it was in the first half. It was following Sean Murphy bunting interception. There were seven seconds left in the half. Bucks Packers, Aaron Rodgers, MVP of the league. It's at Lambeau. It's fucking cold. 
Um, yeah, so they have the ball at the Packers 40. Bucks call a timeout. Uh, initial intention was, you know, follow that conventional train of thought that that uh, sent out the field goal unit, which we know if Todd Bowles was the coach would have happened. But uh, B.A., Bucko Bruce, he quickly changed his course there and was like, screw that. Opted to send the offense back out. Um, and within the blink of an eye, Brady snapped it. Casual three-step drop. Perfect rainbow pass into the end zone, into a tight window uh, to Scotty Miller. And 53 yards in the air, that ball traveled. And one second remaining in the half. So to me, this was like just it was an incredible feeling when they did that. Like I've never felt so confident in this group, the the coaching staff, just the, the mentality there, of course the execution as well, but just that risk it for the biscuit. They took a 21, 10 lead on the road in the halftime, took all the momentum out of, out of Lambeau. Um, and I just thought it was an incredible moment. And of course it gave them the cushion they needed to prevail in the second half. Things got dicey, but had they not put up that touchdown there, uh, who knows what would have happened? So they punched their ticket to the Super Bowl because of it, and I just, I just remember the feeling I had when that happened. I was so hyped, like so, so mm. hyped. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that was mine. That was mine. That yeah, was mine. I was I gonna had... say all. It was a race of go first. Yeah, because that was that was it, right? That yeah. that I mean, I know Green Bay made a comeback, and uh, they made the controversial. To just, was it to kick a field goal? To kick a field goal to cut it to eight. I think, yeah. and then give the ball back, and Tampa just had to get one first down, if I remember correctly. Anyway, that's at halftime. Going into halftime, never thought the Bucks were going to lose that game in the second half. What a throw! Uh, great decision. I mean, it's funny that I, I was thinking about because I was trying to think about the Super Bowl, and without I wanted to do it without going back and, and actually watching it. I can't remember much of it. I, I don't I've know got, why. I've, yeah, I've got one from that. I I, I have I do have a backup. Um, oh, okay, you go, Bo. Yeah, the Chiefs, Chiefs Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, LaShawn McCoy has a great breakdown of this, and it's like behind, like behind inside baseball. Uh, look at it, but anyways, AB catches a touchdown pass on Tyron Matthew. Um, nasty and, route. Yeah, nasty route. Brady loves it. Just runs over, all excited. Matthews like pushes him or something. And he's just like, Brady's like about to apologize. And Matt Tyron's like, nah, fuck that. And Brady's like, okay, well, fuck you. And mm-hmm. starts going crazy and like pushes him back and stuff. It's just he like, chased, he, he chased him. He chased yeah, him. The ultimate, like, Tom Brady, I'm a competitor. Like, oh, I was going to be a sportsman, but then you did something fucked up. So fuck you too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to win this game very handily. So yeah, kind of embodied Brady's like, that run that season in general for me. Uh, but yeah, like the Scotty Miller catch is yeah pretty undefeated from that year as well. So and if if I can okay, if I could quote one from his Michigan days, uh one of the games I most vividly remember watching was the and sorry, a quick offshoot because what Colin said about the 2021 NFC championship game, but it was technically for tw- we have to figure that out for football. Oh, okay, God, yeah. we need to figure out the year that this can't what what just happened in college football can't be the 2023 national championship game. Well, no. it was the 2022 Rose Bowl that happened seven days prior so or fair. whatever. Yeah. It's just just figure it out. What the yeah. fuck? Like, this is not hard. Just yeah, it's, it's a 20. It's got to be the 2022. It's a 2022 yeah. season. The 2022 championship game was played yeah. in 2023. We can all get our heads around that for fuck's sake. Anyway. Um, no one's ever talked about that. It's true, though. Yeah. Like, well, I've been thinking about it since I was eight. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the 2000 Orange Bowl, which was actually for the 99 season, Michigan was good. They weren't great, but they were 9-2. and two, Playing Alabama, who had Sean Alexander on the team, who was absolutely Jesus. unbelievable. And this was this is obviously way pre-saving. So it was not a one-off good year for Alabama, but it wasn't like they were this juggernaut that they are now. But anyways, it was like number four versus number eight. And Brady was just absolutely incredible. Uh, I think he threw for like 350 and four touchdowns. They won 35-34. Alabama missed an extra point. Um, and then Michigan, and Michigan just won the game. It was the weirdest, most anticlimactic slash climactic win ever because you obviously totally wasn't expecting him to miss the extra point. And then uh, and that was his last game uh, as a Wolverine, right? So 
leading into the draft to fall all the way to 199th overall after a, a good senior year and especially a, an amazing performance against a good team. I don't know. That'll always just uh, stick out in my maize and blue mind. So, yeah. The other one for me um, is Tom Brady throwing the damn Lombardi trophy and <laughs> off, a boat, off a boat and then stumbling off the boat a few hours later. Like, that was so cool, the boat parade, for one. Yeah. That's, like, the one cool thing about the COVID year. Like, that year was so shitty, and it's too bad, like, that it went down that way with yeah. them being the first franchise to win a Super Bowl at their home stadium. I mean, you know, if things were different and, and capacity and all that, then I just – can imagine how lit it would have been. Um, and he yeah, was man. just so he was absolutely bombed, eh? Like you can see, he had the puke eyes. Like he's falling. He's huge too, yeah. which is hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, he was obliterated. It was incredible. Yeah, he threw so the good. fucking Lombardi trophy yeah. off a boat. Like that was <laughs> unreal. That's something Jr. Smith would do if this was an NBA parade. Yeah, you know? yeah. he might lose track at the time, but yeah, he would do it. <laughs> yeah, he definitely hasn't figured out the year situation, the championship. Year. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god, he's oh, like, shit. we won in 2017. Uh, yeah. Shout out Flip Livingstone in the comments. Uh, appreciate you stopping in, Big Flip. Big Flip is the locked on fantasy hockey host for the locked on podcast network make sure you check them out give them a subscription if you're into the puck i know lots of tampa bay lightning fans like to check out the show my guy flip hands out winners um mm. and keeps you dialed in on on all the uh, happenings um anyway i mean shit it was fun though like the talking about tom brady you know oh, it was fun it was awesome um i don't i, I didn't take it for granted <clears throat> i enjoyed it this year was tough. Dude, him him going to Tampa felt like a, a ring in itself. Like it was literally the endorsement of like, yeah, this team's gonna win, can win. Like the the only thing they're missing is me. Yeah, that's and he, true. And, and he, he talked about that. He talked about that uh, at the uh, whatever it is gala dinner they had, like following the victory. And his speech was pretty cool, man. Like that's exactly what he was saying. He's like, he's you know, it was a no brainer were his exact words to come here. Why wouldn't I? And he started listing off guys' names. Um, nice and like you know you're not going there for the notoriety or like the mystique no. or the prestige of playing for the tampa bay buccaneers he came yeah. to the losing his franchise i'm saying it again in the in the, all four professional sports and won a fucking super bowl his first year for them their second ever it's yeah. unbelievable it's unbelievable so and like uh, sir and not to take any drive-bys at uh at Jameis, because it's like he pro i don't think he's as bad as you know he gets credit for or however you want to put it, but to just go from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady, has there oh, ever God. been a bigger change at one position, maybe in, in sports, like it just personality experience. And like part of that is just due to age as well. Right. But just uh, experience um, character type, all of it is just, it's such a 180 for any Bucks fan who, like we said, we're watching one of those last games in, uh, I guess 2019 with with Jameis, and then um, and then now you have Tom Brady as your quarterback. It's still unbelievable. It's still just so wild. That's a great like talking about just like disparity between one player at a position to the next. Like yeah, how big it can be. I think of uh, going from Vince Carter to Eric Williams for the Toronto Raptors. Oh my god, <laughs> that one oh. hurt. That one hurt real bad. Um, couple of Raptors fans here, folks, for anyone who doesn't know. We do a pretty good job of uh, keeping our NBA opinions off the airwaves here, but uh, that one jumps right to the top of my memory. Eric Williams, Aaron Williams. Oh, they're both. Either yeah. or. Combined. Ew. Ew. Oh, God, that was, that was really, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so, so the Bucks' next quarterback, there's not a lot of light on that, uh, obviously, because a lot could happen. Um but I do want to say also shout out to Tom Brady for making the decision early in the process because it helps the Bucks a lot in their search. Um, and I'll talk about some of the OC guys who they're considering. Um, but quarterback wise, I mean, there's been a lot of Derek Carr chatter, and I think that makes sense. It, now, let me be clear. I'm talking local chatter. Uh, and, and that makes sense because he's the best option available to any quarterback needy team. So I bet you every fan base is there's lots of Derek Carr chatter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He took a visit um, with the Saints, though, right? Yeah, he he was he was. It's funny, eh? He's like technically on the Raiders, but he's granted the Saints are granted permission to meet with them. Like, yeah, it's, it's funny professional sports these days, huh? The player empowerment area, era, I guess. I don't know. 
I don't know how that works. Anyway, I yeah, but some I can see some fan bases not liking Carr. I've I weirdly like Carr. I I and I don't really have a great defense for it other than I guess when I watch Raiders games, he's he seems to play pretty well. Um I don't know. I don't know. Like like I said, I don't have I never have a good feel for it. I don't know if he's the eleventh best quarterback or if he's the twenty fourth. I'm I, I wouldn't call someone an idiot for making the argument either way, but I don't know. I don't mind it. I don't mind that uh, at all for Tampa if it were to happen. I'd like it if it could happen under the right circumstances um, in terms of like salary, like the bucks are up against the cap. So they're mm-hmm. going to have to do a bunch of, bunch of stuff to make room. Uh, but if you're doing, if you're doing a trade, you're taking on a huge amount of salary and guaranteed money. Like I think his salary this year could be like, would be under 30, but then it jumps to like 40 or something. But they're like, not, but no one's going to trade for him, right? If the Raiders are just going to have to cut him. Well, that in that case, yes. But I like there is there's not certainty that that's how it's going to operate. You know what I mean? Like oh. the, the Raiders are granting him interviews because for a trade. Like otherwise, why the yeah. hell would they allow him to go talk to a team? You know what I'm saying? If they're just going to give me a few suitors, right? Like for know. sure, I can will. see the Saints thinking this makes a lot of sense for them as well. Obviously, Fuck um, every team in that division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Saints are even more up against the cap. And speaking of that division, I got Sam Darnold's name written down here. I just can't quit this dude. I see flashes. Well, <laughs> do you mean I know, like Scott, you, you're good? You know when to call an L and L because what? Do you, uh, that, that do you mean like both... flashes in your eyes when you when you have a concussion and you think Sam Darnold is good, or are you saying like flashes of brilliance? I'm saying like the other options there. You know, Geno Smith, uh, indications are, will probably be retained. He's technically a free agent. Ryan Tannehill is a guy who could be brought in, like uh, Jacoby Brissett. I mean. I'd know. rather Brissett for one year, $8 million and then figure it out, than Tannehill. Yeah, Personally. see, I would almost yeah. I would almost a full-fledged rebuild than, than Brissett. I don't know. Yeah, I but think basically like- – the thing that we got to keep in mind here is that the Bucks are kind of in that no man's land where you can't really do a full fledged rebuild this year, like the way that you're supposed to do it because you don't you don't actually have the pick for like you kind of have the pick for it but you don't really have the pick for it. You know what I mean? Also, the team is good and the division is terrible. Exactly, yeah. and and that and the coaches and general managers see that they're not looking to rebuild. They want to. No. They want to be competitive for those exact reasons you you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so right that's what matters like if we're forecasting what might happen they're gonna try to win now so they're like i don't know man they, there's limited options if that's the plan who knows man maybe they fall in love with one of these quarterbacks and totally out of character jason light decides to to move up and try and get one um they're sitting at 19 right now that would take a hefty amount of draft capital again not something jason light is into at all he's a mover mover backer yeah. um Neil L on YouTube yeah. watching us. Uh, what it do, Neil? <laughs> what it do, baby? Hey, thanks for dropping by, my man. But what were you gonna say, my dude? I'm just, I don't know. I, I think they just kind of try to. I think the best way this season goes for Tampa is a bottom out year. It's like you try and be competitive at the upfront, and if it's not working with Bowles, you're seeing the same stuff over and over again. Cut ties with him, and you let Trask get a few snaps. See what happens there. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, we're going into week nine, week ten, and we're like, "Oh yeah, Trask is going to start next week." But um, if, but is that in that situation? Are they three and six? Like, yeah. is that what you're saying? Like, or like, I, yeah, even like two or three wins. Honestly, I think they're and, too good and, and to like, be that shitty. I, I think just just a new co- offensive coordinator. Like, I genuinely yeah. what I, I watched every snap of this season. I genuinely think anyone is going to be a huge upgrade there and then you also yeah. have jensen healthy along the o-line which is massive also that's massive yeah well so i i vote i see what you're saying i just you see what I, you have yeah. yeah yeah see what you yeah. have in the first first three or five three or five weeks right but if i don't know but that's like, not that's that's not what they're going to do i don't think we're, like they're trying they're going to try to be competitive like they seem yeah. committed to that top yeah. bulls can't he, he he's the head coach still and after what happened this past year, that's the equivalent of having a losing season with what he had to work with and, and what the results panned, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, like, he's I, I, But I also think job. that Todd Bowles – I think that Todd Bowles is trying as hard as he possibly could last season, too. And I, I don't think that he did an awesome job. No, he did. He, it was a terrible job. It was a terrible <laughs> job. True. Other than he was, he was good, good as a, He was good as a DC. 
He was good as a defensive yeah. coordinator. And yes, unfortunately, that is a good point. Um, <laughs> he's tried yeah. pretty hard before. I don't know. Yeah. This guy yeah. sucks. He's, he's going to try really hard. Let him try really hard for three to five weeks. And if it's if we're getting kind of the same thing of like a lot of well, first down runs, he's going over the OC's head. But Maybe, what are we saying? Uh, but, but let's say they bring in like literally Jacoby Brissett, right? Don't – I feel like with this team and in – and in a shred of competence from the coaching staff and an improve and improved play calling, they can what pick your win total. I don't know, nine and eight, ten and seven. But yeah. that team is the best team in this division. But guys, these- is that good? Like, I don't think that's good for like when I say bottom out, I think that's a better outcome than Bro, we, having we another agree. Night they don't they don't think that. Exactly. I, yeah, I guess so. We exactly. you're hey, you're right. And yeah. you, that's what they should, but th- I think they think the team is too good and all of it people like around the NFL, it's always like, if we just get in, just get into the tournament, anything can happen. You know what I mean? So then you just start looking at the other three teams in your division. And I don't think that's, I think that's a pretty, you know, myopic way to look at it or whatever, but that's how it, there is some, there is some um, value to that, I suppose. Yeah. I just like, I just never want to have eight wins. I just don't but, want to have eight wins in this, in this totally get it. league ever. Totally it's get like, it. Uh, it's a horrible treadmill to be on. But because of yeah. their geography, eight yeah. wins might win, mean a home playoff game. Right? I know, but it also means 19th in the draft. And like you're just constantly like, I've got Brissett again. You're going to be able to sign Jacoby Brissett every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Until, you, until they can hold out to to the free agency class where they find a quarterback that they actually like. That's what I'm interested in because let, like, let's say they just don't want to be tied to Derek Carr for four or five years. Like they like him, don't love him. Then I wouldn't do that. Right. Oh, well, here, here's the, uh, here's a counter argument. We've, we've beaten around the bush a little bit too long here. What if uh, this guy that's out in complete darkness for the next four days comes out of there and says, I want to play football again. Are you willing to give up the 19th pick and some more mm-hmm. capital to go after Aaron Rodgers? Hell You're yeah. talking about, oh, I thought you, because Jimmy Garoppolo is in a haunted house. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. You meant Rodgers. Okay. That would be interesting. Hell yes, That would Bo. be interesting. Hell yes. This team is, is, is built to win now around a, like, an elite quarterback like it's just like it's too perfect like yeah fuck yeah do whatever it takes if you have an, a legitimate shot to grab aaron Rodgers. i would they, say they sign aaron Rodgers. collins all all of a sudden gonna start telling people is immunized and not vaccinated yeah, <laughs> yeah. just change up the uh, the old verbiage a little that was that is uh i mean that's honestly fascinating um i mean say what you will if Rodgers is the quarterback next year i'm picking him to go like 12 and 5 or something. Oh, yeah. Low key, too. he's kind of the most Florida man in the league. Is he though? <laughs> like, I just can't even picture him in that. Is he though? Like, I don't know. Oh, I, I think he's got a lot of his own research. I think he's willing to. Uh... Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. What you're yeah. saying. For sure. Yeah. I think he breeds gators. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you can convince him of a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, but from a football standpoint, you know, a Rogers to Evans, oh god, um, combination. You can see that popping off the page quick or popping off god- the screen pretty quickly. Godwin, Godwin's, Godwin's gonna be like nasty next Bob year. Yeah, Godwin's gonna be nasty next year. Yeah, yeah. Randall also, Cobb on steroids. And a couple, uh, I've read a couple articles and and seen some things about Rogers preferring to stay in the NFC, considering the absolute yeah fucking gauntlet the AFC is right now. Right, like. I know if he goes to the Raiders, it's like holy or shit. Or the Jets. Imagine he goes like him going to the Jets is just yeah, the height of hilarity. I mean, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. He wants to go save Hackett, um, <laughs> the Jets' new offensive coordinator. Also, didn't Favre go from the Packers to the Jets for a exactly. year, which is a little bit yeah. funny. And he'll make funny. his way back to Minnesota after that. But seriously, but the Raiders for for Rogers, like holy shit, you know, obviously. I don't know about Wilson anymore, but let's say he gets back to something that, that resembles a starting quarterback again. And then with Mahomes and Herbert all in one division, I don't know. I think Rodgers is competitive, but I also, I don't think he's 
a, you know, an absolute psycho when it comes to this stuff. I, I think yeah. he would weigh his options pretty carefully in terms of trying to find out a path to get to the, to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like but objectively, also, objectively yeah. it would be a pretty good situation to walk into. Yeah. Um, I also about, don't want to put myself in that guy's head ever. So yeah. I hope I'm wrong. True. It's what about the other side. Of the Jimmy G. Oh, fuck no. I'm the most anti Jimmy G guy there is, no? man. Okay. I'm one, the least Jimmy one G. Year, one year, six and a half, and he gives you his grooming tips. Wait, six and a half million? Yeah. Well, that's a great deal. <laughs> it's the it's the funny season, baby. I'm throwing but, it out yeah. there. But no, give me Gabbert for two and a two and a half. Thank you. What about uh Baker Mayfield? No. <laughs> Star, no. <laughs> no. No, I don't believe in him at all. Just like I don't believe in Jimmy G. I just don't think they're good. They've had yeah. that enough chances. They're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Their ceiling they is too low. Yeah, they haven't proven it like Gabbert. I can't wait till two years from this from now when we I'm like, what about Sam Darnold? And you're like, nope, nope. What about Brissett? I'm joking about the Gabbert (laughs) thing. Um, no, I don't like anyone. I don't want anyone. (laughs) I don't want anyone. Okay, fine. I want to play. Tom. Yeah. Who do Who do you want then? Honestly, Uh, your power rankings. I would like. Uh, I would. I would like to see Derek Carr in there. Okay. Yeah. I would like to see Derek Carr. That 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 is what I want. Yeah, I, I was gonna say with the caveat, let's throw Rogers out just because it seems like obviously so I want unlikely Rogers. that he's gonna it's gonna go Brady and then Rogers. And maybe that's that's not even reasonable or rational. Maybe maybe Tampa is more in the mix for Rogers than we realize, but it just doesn't seem likely. No. So then then that's where okay, Carr. Okay, fair, mm. fair. Um I want to talk to uh, about the Bucks OC situation because that's a big one too. I mean, Bucks, the the Senior Bowl has come and gone, and the Bucks don't have an offensive coordinator in place. And this is a general manager in a front office that highly values the Senior Bowl. They've drafted a ton of guys at the Senior Bowl. Um, they don't even have an OC right now, which is is a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. But they're doing their due diligence, that's for sure. They've interviewed a boatload of candidates. Uh, Dan Pitcher, the Bengals QB coach, had his second interview today. Granted, his first was like a Skype one or whatever, so this was an in-person, but still technically a second interview. Only one to have multiple interviews. Uh, Canales, Dave Canales, Seahawks QB coach, was announced he's going to be interviewing. Todd Munkin, um, obviously former Buccaneers OC, uh, defending two-time defending national champion OC for the Georgia Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Jim Bob Cooter has been in the building, uh, past game coordinator for the Jags, former Lions OC with Matt Stafford. Former couple receivers, couple sick receivers have interviewed even for the role. We got Keenan McCardell. No um, way. Yeah, yeah. He was wicked too. I think he had two tutties in that first 02 Super Bowl. I always freaking he <laughs> for anyone who's at home. I'm pointing to my my banner, but yeah, pointed the wrong way. And Ronald Curry. Uh who Oh is, my god. Yeah, he, he's the Saints passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. I did not um, know that. Yeah, man. So those are like dope receivers, first of all. Not like that should have anything to do with anything, but and yeah. then a couple couple and less Curry sexy. Can names. Still, Curry can still bust everyone up if they're playing pickup hoops, too. Hell yeah, for yeah. sure. And then uh Clint Kubiak, like ew, Shay Tierney, Giants QB coach. I don't mean to say ew, like that's not fair to say that about Clint Kubiak. He's the mm-hmm. Broncos pass game coordinator. He's I think he's well then two- yeah, you can. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like those are the names. I just rifled through them. I don't know enough about them. Like I don't know what they are truly about. You know what I I'm know. saying? So, like, for me to, like, weigh in on who I want, I don't know. I'm certainly intrigued, though, by uh, this damn pitcher, Bengals QB coach. I mean, yeah. Joe Burrow will do that to you. Did you So played. did you see that the list of questions from Bowles got leaked? And it was just one question. It says, do you like punting? I thought that was a little – I thought that was – is that, like, one of those – how many win? How many windows are in New York City? Kind of questions, or is he literally just talking about punting? I gotta, I gotta think it's the latter. Um, no, I didn't, didn't see that report. Oh yeah, no, I think, uh, I think uh, I tweeted it out. Uh, I didn't get a second source. Um, uh, Neil, Neil, sorry, Scotty, give me a sec. Neil on YouTube, yeah. he likes Pitcher and Munkin. I tend to agree; those are the names that excite me the most out of the ones I just mentioned. So, um, I'm with you there, Neil. No doubt. Sorry, Scotty, go ahead, man. 
Oh no, no. That's I, I was just gonna say it's it's funny of all those candidates, not that many. I don't know. I guess I thought it would be slightly bigger name or bigger names or bigger resumes, I suppose. Not to say that these guys aren't qualified or can't do it. I I think I was just I don't know. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I don't know how many big like yeah, it's a little late in the process for a big name. Late in the process, yeah. You know, well, yeah, but they, sure. they they got on it pretty quick. Like, like how many big names got scooped up? Kellen Moore left, but they that they parted ways with him. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that seemed know. like it was already and like together the way they Monk, came out. I think yeah. Monken's been a, a like the offensive coordinator for the box before. Yeah, I'm just bringing up his Wikipedia here. 2016. I, I got his Wikipedia up here, bro. Yeah. So I don't know some familiarity. Munkin. The funny thing about Munkin is he he is known for a pass heavy offense. Mm-hmm. Like like Jameis's like career year was under Munkin. He was part of the Dirk Cutter regime, so he he was let go of when when the Bucks cut bait with Dirk Cutter, and then he's had a lot of success in Georgia. He's done a hell of a job in Georgia with Stenson Bennett. Like oh, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, like I like what they were running from. Um, it's true. So, but but you know you never know. You never know. It's but, always it, it's never been more um, uh, pronounced to me than when one of the coordinators from like let's say Clemson or any of those or Georgia or Alabama any of those teams that just have way more talent than everyone else. Like I don't mean to take away from them because it doesn't mean that you can't call plays, but it is overwhelmed. Like you don't have the talent gap in the NFL that you can in, in a potential college season, right? So that's just more and more obvious to me than it ever has. It gives me a little bit of pause, but it, that doesn't mean that they can't do it. It's a very valid point to bring up in general. I think, and I've thought of that. In Munkin's case, though, like the Georgia Bulldogs defense has been so mm-hmm. elite. Like under Munkin, the offense has taken serious strides, like, yeah. like in terms of their production. So that's also worth, yeah, worth noting. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens there um, on the OC front. I'd like them to get something settled, though. Like, you know, they're going to have to pull the trigger at some point and hopefully sooner than later. Speaking of OCs, Byron Lefwich apparently reached out to Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. And now there's mutual interest regarding the OC vacancy uh, that they have for the Fighting Irish. So um, if you're an Irish fan, I mean, tread lightly, man. Byron's hiring himself. Like, I don't know. That's so strange. Yeah. yeah. He reached out. I'm going to reach out for some CEO jobs and see if anyone nibbles. Like, right? <laughs> yeah. Is that, the, is that how it goes? Holy I, shit. I mean, good yeah. for you, I guess, Byron. Yeah, I'm not sure if they have a background together or not. I should have looked into that. Um, if it's a, there's like a personal relationship, I don't know. But apparently there's mutual interest after all. So, um, okay. I think that's good for, for Bucks talk for now. I mean, we it is Super Bowl week. Mm. And the Super Bowl is coming up quick. So, um, how are you guys feeling about this matchup here? between the chiefs and the Eagles. I think it's a great matchup. It is a very intriguing game with, you know, lots of star power and two really good football teams. I mean, you can't act like two, like these teams have proven to be the two best teams, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. The two one seeds. It's a, it's a great matchup. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to watch, but I wouldn't say I'm, or I'm looking forward to watching it. I can't say I'm like super jacked, up for the game i don't know maybe this bye week is just killing it for me more than it has in past years for Mm. whatever reason there's just other things going on but yeah the once we actually get to it on sunday i can't wait it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome yeah i i'm like i really like this game like um, yeah yeah i really like it i i think i'm i think i'm leaning eagles if i have to pick but like scott offline like you know you I know I'm not trying to spoil your lead here. You like the Chiefs, right? Like, yeah, yeah, and and I, I totally, I totally get that. Like, yeah, I know. I think, yeah. I think that's a great, fair angle. I just, uh, I think it's gonna come down to, I think it's gonna come down to Jalen Hurts, which seems like a cop out. But like, let me just explain. It's, it's the Chiefs have these young rookie DBs, and I, I'm not worried. Like, the Eagles are so well set up everywhere positionally. They're so sick, sound. Yeah. That, that I feel like all of their position groups are going to execute their jobs from specifically in the trenches. O-line, D-line are going to be really effective. They have great receivers. Um, their DBs are going to hope – well, that's obviously going to be a challenge for them. But regardless, they're good DBs, cornerbacks uh, mainly. Yeah. And 
it's if Jalen Hurts is dialed in in the passing game, like that's where you can exploit KC mm-hmm. mo- most obviously. Um, and and these rookie corners have been playing really well. But with those receivers, if Jalen Hurts comes out di- comes out dialed and he's got the big game experience, it's not at this level. Uh, then I think it's going to be really hard to for the Chiefs to beat the Eagles. Yeah, I feel like they're raw. Like it's yeah, it comes down to their roster for me. Just like with you, man. Like it's just feels like that roster is so good that it's just like so tough to pick against it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I terrified him home. It's really going to be tough to like lay it with the Eagles if I if it comes down to that. Yeah, I just I don't know. As good as the Eagles have been, and Hurts has been great. Hurts, I don't think Hurts is this weirdly overmatched quarterback where he's, you know, he's just somehow the the guy who is taking snaps for this this team that made the Super Bowl. Like, no, he's done his part. He's been phenomenal all year. I just can't, I can't quit Mahomes, man. I, I, we've seen, we've seen it. Um, I just don't think there's any way he plays a bad game. He has another week to or two weeks, sorry, to, to figure out his ankle and everything, and. I don't like people are talking about the Eagles roster versus the Chiefs roster and how it's such a big difference. I don't think it's as pronounced as it's being made out to be. Like, I think the Eagles are maybe top to bottom better, but it's not like the Chiefs are Mahomes plus, you know, this this shitty roster. To me, it comes down to what Hurts can do on first and second down because if those Chiefs pass rushers can pin their ears back, it, it's like that's where they can get you, right? So if the Eagles can stay, I mean, this is the key to football i'm not really you know breaking the mold here but if they can stay in third and twos and third and threes sort of thing um i think that's going to be very hard for the chiefs and those young dbs to hold up so that's that's it for me because if it's third and long even though hurts can can pull down the ball and run i think those chiefs that chiefs defensive line are going to get to him enough times to to get the to get them off the field right you you only have to make a couple stops Really, it's not the it's, it's not the it's yeah. not the Bengals banged up O line though. This is the best offensive yeah. line. In I know, I know, I know, but I I know I just that. Uh, it's, it's different. Those are a couple of elite guys though on that defensive line, regardless. So I yeah. hear what you're saying. But that's just it. It's it's a one point, like Philly's favored by one or one and yeah. a half, depending where you get it right now. Like there's going to be a couple matchups that determine it, and I think if everything plays out relatively evenly, I just trust Mahomes and the Chiefs to score. So. Um, but like, but Colin said the reverse, you see where you, I would take the chiefs. I totally get where people are taking the Eagles. I haven't rushed to bet Kansas city, by the way, like I still haven't done it. Um, mm. so I still want to wait, see if there's any more movement that goes on between now and, you know, Sunday morning kind of thing. But I don't yeah. know, man, it's, it's two really good teams. Like, well, that's the thing. I don't know. So, like, I'm for yeah. the sake of the podcast, I'm coming out saying who I'm going to take it in a win because I figure I got to make a pick. But like, yeah. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to yeah. it's going to be real close. I think it's going to be a hell of a game, and I hope everyone's at their best. Mainly, mainly, like I know Mahomes will be. Like Mahomes is going to be yeah. great. Like you said, I hope that's why it comes back to Hurts for me. I hope Hurts plays well because if too. he does, if he does, we're in for a hell of a football game. Yeah. Um, even though I do believe that the Eagles entire roster is significantly better personally, but that, that can be made. The up. Eagles are picking 10th in the draft. I know, like, I know. How I mean, is this? How is this allowed? Howie Roseman is God. Mm. Holy. Yeah. Like, that, the, yeah it's wow, just the, the fact that their roster is this good and, and at this late in the stage, like, and they're, I think they're healthier than the chiefs now, just based on what we've seen so far. Like, and coming out of the last week, obviously, Legarius Sneed being able to go is huge for the Chiefs. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm having a tough time picking against the Eagles roster, even though Mahomes is there, even though I think Travis Kelsey is probably the best pass catcher in the game, too. Mm. I just I feel like it's just really tough to pick against the Eagles right now. Yeah, as great as Mahomes is, like he still doesn't have the weapons at his disposal in all at all these different positions that Hurts yeah. does. Um, but why? How has that mattered? Well, it hasn't so far because no team has managed to stop Kelsey. But but again, I don't think the the defenses they're playing are have been nearly as good as what the Eagles. Yeah, well, I don't know how the schedule of defenses, just the schedule in general that Philly's played, hasn't been that great either. Um, That's true. 
but that's true too. And they both both teams, probably the Eagles more so, have have. You know what? It's funny. I'm talking about the roster around Hertz. When Hertz was out, the Eagles were losing football games all of a sudden. Yeah, true. So I'm kind of contradicting myself. Like, mm. you know, as I'm saying, it's all on Hertz. Well, yeah, the, the Eagles have shown. I mean, they've come out of no, nowhere this year, right? And they they show that they hadn't been there before at points. So we'll see. But they, but that, I don't know, man. It's gonna be a good hey, football game. You you're a Chiefs fan, and you're going up against, you know, Hertz, who was an MVP candidate this year. Devonte and AJ Brown, like holy shit, man! Like, yeah. I I get it. it it's Goddard it's, too, man. Goddard is yeah. super good. Yeah, yeah. Miles Sanders, Kenneth yeah, Gainwell. Gainwell's played well. Um, yeah. and like we talked about, how good the offensive line's been. I, I, I also their defensive line is ridiculous, yeah. and their defensive secondary is ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. it, like it's it's tough to put up points against those guys. And with them, it's they have these like they have like Avante Maddox and Chauncey. Oh fuck! What's CJ Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. goofball. But um, they have they have all these guys who are equipped of like like they, they just kind of I don't want to say they match up well, but they really de- can defend the pass well in different yeah, ways, especially in the middle of the field. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, but- if they can ski and really like blanket and bracket Kelsey, which somehow though Andy Reid is so good, or, or yeah. Kelsey is so good first and foremost at Mahomes, but those two and, but- and Andy Reid find a way yeah. to just keep getting him the ball. But that's but, the, the, the killer thing about Mahomes is he can absolutely murder you from the pocket if you don't play your if you don't you know cut co- play coverage initially super well. But you also have to think about him scrambling and making that extra taking a step back to buy an extra second to to get someone else open. As good as they are, it's just hard to cover for that long, right? That's where that's the killer for me with Mahomes. It's like you play so well and you play defense well for like seven seconds which is almost impossible to do and he still can just get you and that's that's it just always stays in my mind totally but i i am curious i mean about the severity of his ankle injury like for two sure. weeks is, not, is nice but he was hobbling so that that has can potentially have a pretty significant impact on what you're yep. saying there that's he can, true he, if, if even if when he's, he's hobbled though he does it in the pocket know, it's incredible yeah his, his he's so, doing it better like He's going to have to do it without McCole Hardman for sure taking the top off. Kadarius Tony most likely won't be out. I think he's practicing. I think um, he's playing. Juju is Kadarius, is, are Kadarius, Kadarius Tony and Juju, playing. are they both yeah. going to play? I haven't seen Juju, but Tony is supposed to play from what I saw today. Oh, right. Juju Smith Schuster, right? He's like questionable, like legit yeah. questionable. No. I saw his- and like MBS, is, like MBS has been good over this playoffs. Um, but. It's just Wait, did, t- it's tough to did you trust say their receivers. M- did you say MVS or MBS? <laughs> Either M- both are applicable. MB- MBS is like the Saudi crown prince, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Or just yeah, he Marquise was a late round it. gem. People didn't see his uh, didn't, see, didn't see his potential at uh, Saudi Arabia State. Yeah. Nice pun. Uh, nice Saudi pun. Arabia thing. State. <laughs> yeah. Nice pun with the gem reference yeah. too. Well, you know, there's layers um, to it. Um, anyway, but, I don't. Guys, do you but, guys... I'm just saying everything that we're discussing is awesome because we're 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 making a point, and then there's the caveat caveat of fuck it, but maybe not, right? Yeah, there's a yeah, counter just, to every point. Yeah, yeah, it's, counter to every it, point. It could go. This combo could go on forever. Yeah, it's totally. scre- it screams like a great 30 to 27 type game to me. Like awesome. Totally. I was thinking so 31 28 is what I'm. Yeah. I'll say 31 28 Eagles. That'll be my prediction. Okay. Why don't we just go with the uh, what's the guy who's predicted the Super Bowl all the years? I think he did 37-34 Eagles. Oh yeah, I saw that some sort of leak script or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently it's the most bet like exact score in Vegas right now. Yeah, what the fu- what is that about? Psycho. Eighty to one. Um, also, quick little plug. Pretty cool that the uh, the golf tournament is in like the craziest maybe the most fun golf tournament of the year is in Phoenix, obviously. And it's, it's leading up into the game. Right. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, There's going to be some rowdy, rowdy people. Yeah. Rowdy coyotes. Just a, just a few. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll take the chiefs 30, 27, as I said, and uh, who knows, who knows? (laughs) Bo, you're going to give us an, or did you give us one? I did. I said 37, 34. It's a joke. I am going to say, Let's go 31-28 Eagles. Oh, Same okay. As me, yeah. Same as me. Yeah. yeah. We're same. really 
No, that's okay. I didn't that's realize that you, that's what you said too. My bad. No, that's good. That's fine. Who cares? They're fucking numbers. Uh, yeah. What a what a loser. <laughs> I'm trying to get on his good side. Yeah. Um. Okay. The only other thing I meant, before we get on up out of here, I wanted to mention like uh, it also came out that Brady will indeed because we've talked about how fantastic I think we've talked about it. I've certainly tweeted about it, how fantastic Greg Olson has been. Um, yeah. I think we've talked about it, but um, and how Brady, you know, of course he's going to be getting. It was a three hundred seventy-five million dollar deal for ten years to be Fox's next lead in-game analyst. Um, he's going to take a year off with his family, which Fox has approved. So that came out this week in an uh, interview with Colin Cowherd on the herd. And so in twenty twenty-four is the plan for Brady to debut. Though he's confirming that's the plan. So he's going to be in the booth or. Yeah, up in the booth come 2024. We'll have another year of Greg Olson. And uh, just figured I would mention that because that is interesting. Hey, Fox, give us a three-man. We want we want Greg Olson and Tom Brady yeah. in the same booth. We don't, need, cool. we don't really even need that much money. We would just take like a cheese plate, to be completely honest. <laughs> um, also, and for the next episode, just a quick, quick plug. I am going to see 80 for Brady. So I'll get a, it'll be a full movie review. Are you really? Um, no, I don't know. Okay. I'm just kidding. Well, I, didn't know if, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know if Lydia was into that or something. Yeah, she's a big Lily Tomlin fan. Um, no, but uh, yeah, that movie looks bad. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, to all our loyal listeners, to any new viewers, however you're watching or listening, we greatly appreciate you joining us here. Uh, as we've, you know, offered a little tribute trip down memory lane in regards to TB12 in Tampa Bay, an era that is officially ended. We talked a little bit, uh, Bucks news, Bucks OC search, and a little bit of a Super Bowl preview and a whole bunch of other stuff along the way. So again, thank you for joining us. Make sure you subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Uh, you can find all my written work for Sports Illustrated at BucksGameDay.com, where we're putting out tons of articles each and every day, all season long and off season long. So uh, there's your content plugs. Thanks for joining us. Let's hopefully we get a good Super Bowl. Sounds like we all expect we will. Uh, Till next time. Go Bucks.